Hi, it's Sarah here again, recording the second in the series on accountability. And today I'm just going to be sharing some of my journey uh, in accountability and learning to live uh, an accountable lifestyle. I'm going to start by giving you a different definition of accountability that you might find helpful. Uh, very simply, at the root of the word accountability, you have the word account. Uh, and so when you are getting together with a friend, you are giving an account of what you have been up to. And, and probably what are the significant things that have happened in your life since you have last met. Or uh, you may be giving an account on a particular issue uh, that you're struggling with at the moment or uh, something that you talked about last time and you're giving an account of how that has been. And you're looking to share openly, honestly, vulnerably. Uh, you're not just sharing the facts. Uh, you're not just sharing your opinion. Uh, but you're sharing your feelings. You're sharing what's going on underneath the surface. You're sharing your internal world. What's going on in your heart. Uh, and... And hopefully the other person is helping you work that out. You may not know, I often do not know, what's going on in my internal world. And I need the other person uh, to help me work that out. Or sometimes just in the talking, I'm able to work out what it is that's going on in my internal world. So accountability it is this journey of, of discovering uh, more about ourselves and becoming true to who God has made us to be, true to what he has called us to do. And I think that in our society, um, yeah, there's just a, this is lacking with so many people, this depth, you know, they're just functioning at a surface level. And if we're able to bring depth, if we're able to bring our own depth of understanding and then the ability to be present with somebody else and, and to help them begin to understand what might be going on for them, I think that's such a gift that we can bring. And so this journey of accountability and developing an accountable lifestyle is a gift to us and it's a gift to others. The call to have an accountability partner or an accountability three uh, has been in the ether in church in Sheffield for at least 20 years, I would say. But even before then, I think it was something I was learning to do. I have been at church here in Sheffield since I was 10 years old. I've been away a little bit, not been in Sheffield all that time, but for more time than I haven't been attending. When I was a teenager, I was a little bit of a hurt and bruised teenager, quite shy, quite prickly, I imagine. And uh, I joined the Youth Fellowship, and, and there I discovered this lovely group of people who, who loved and accepted me, cared for me despite my, despite my brokenness, I guess, and loved me. Uh, into life and I began to share some of 
the pain and the hurt and began to experience uh, healing and massive healing came for me when I was challenged to release forgiveness to the people who had hurt me in my life and I released that forgiveness and it just shifted something in my heart and I was able to receive God's forgiveness. There was one friend in that youth fellowship who, she was a little bit older than me. We connected very quickly and she was a good friend to me and she encouraged me, she befriended me, hung out with me. But she also challenged me. She wouldn't let me get away with stuff. She wouldn't let me stay in my comfort zone. And we need friends like that, don't we? We need friends who will just give us that, that gentle push every now and then to help us keep growing, to help us keep moving. Uh, when I went to university, I would say that was a, a steadier time for me, not so much kind of difficult internal painful work going on. Yeah, just a time of, of making good friends and enjoying studying, enjoying you know living in a shared house and so on. I met in the first week a friend who became my best friend and uh, there was a quick and easy connection there. And um, we soon began to, to meet and talk and pray. And uh, I remember just beginning to share some of the stuff that I had struggled with that I had yet not shared with some people back in Sheffield. And some of it was really silly stuff, uh, stuff I was embarrassed about, but it, it, was, it was there niggling away at me. And, and as I shared it and it came into the light, it just became normal or okay or manageable or little. Yeah, some of the stuff that we struggle with is just normal stuff or isn't even really a deal. And we share it and we realise it's just part of being human. And so, yeah, that was really lovely, finding somebody who I really could just tell anything to and, and not feel embarrassed about those things. We went on to share a house together in our second and third year and and we would continue uh, meeting to chat and to pray and uh, we would do that outside of the house because if we were in the house it, it was tricky to to kind of get time just the two of us so we would normally go and find a, a coffee shop on the campus or or otherwise we'd go to McDonald's and get a, a cheap hot chocolate and and we would chat and pray and catch up on the significant events um, in our lives and the things that we were wrestling with and if we could we'd pray where we were or we would go back home and, and spend some time and pray together and yeah that intentionality of just making space to pray is really important and and as you do it week by week you you begin to see and notice how God has, has listened and heard your prayers and answered your prayers. When I finished at university and then I did PGCE and came back to Sheffield. Uh, it was in That was when I first started to hear about accountability and accountability in this formal kind of setting where there was a process. You got together, you shared about the, the Kairos event in your life, the event that had happened that had caught your attention and, and you processed it with your accountability partner and you reflected upon it and you discussed it and then you began to make a plan about how you would behave 
next time what your response would be and then from that plan you would go and act differently next time and then when you met again you would give an account on how you had been since you'd last met and, and whether you had behaved differently had you had you grown had you changed had you learned how had you been and so uh, we did this kind of more formal accountability and and that bore fruit and that was good and that accountability was around both the positive things and the negative things that were happening and and those things in life just being places that we can learn from that God can teach us stuff in all of life. When I became a mum it was more challenging to find a, a kind of set time to do accountability and so it it was just doing it in and amongst being a mum. There were certain mums who, yeah, were just key mums to me at that, that time who I would just make sure I would see some of them every week, some of them every month, yeah, to spend time with, to talk through the things that uh, I was struggling with and to pray with. Later on, when the girls got older and friends started to do work and I was starting to do study and there was less time available in the day it was a bit more of a stretch again when could could we meet and so three of us met for about five years on a Thursday morning at quarter past six because we figured that mornings were never going to get booked up and we could leave the house and leave our husbands to it so if a, a child woke up early, they could be responsible. We'd get up quarter past six till quarter past seven and we met. Uh, we didn't call it accountability, we called it Bible study because we read the Bible together every week. We went through a different book at a time. We went through quite a lot of books over the five years. We would read a chapter every time we met and then we would talk about that chapter. We had no particular questions that we followed. We simply talked about the things that we noticed when we read the passage, the things that the Holy Spirit highlighted to us, the things that we felt Jesus was saying to us as we'd read it. And invariably our conversation would turn to how we were doing personally, how we were doing in our marriage, how we were doing in our parenting, how we were doing in our work, how we were connecting with our neighbours and with parents at the school gate. And, and we would pray for each other. And they were real sources of life to me. I, I still remember the feelings of Thursdays. Like by the end of the day, you were tired because you got up that bit earlier. But you were also buzzing because you'd had that connection at the start of the day, which was a real source of life. Alongside that, I also doubled up and had a couple of other friends, Anna and Debbie, who you, some of you know. Uh, who we would meet about once a month in the evening and we did a more formal accountability and we would talk about the significant events in the last month and have a longer time to chat and talk and, uh, and pray together. And they were in really encouraging times too. Uh, so there's not like this set way of meeting, but it's just that intentionality uh, of having people that you meet with on a, a relatively regular basis to be open and honest with and to talk about the stuff that's going on 
at a deeper level, that internal level, what's going on under the surface. And these relationships are so precious. They're so, so precious. I'm so thankful for all the women that I've journeyed with over the years. And with many of them, I could ring them up now and we could just chat, chat, chat. I could ring them up and say, ah, I'm having a crisis. And they would listen. They would help. There's that love and understanding and depth of relationship that's just so precious and so valuable and I'm so thankful for. And yeah, it's such a gift. And so... Yet we want these kind of people in our lives and we want to be you're just intentional about meeting up with people. It, it can be easy to allow ourselves to get isolated and to think, oh, you know, life's just busy and maybe they're busy, too busy to see me. But no, let's reach out and let's believe that we're loved, that we're wanted and let's connect because it's life to us, it helps us to grow, it helps us to hear God, it's a means of grace to us, brings freedom in our lives, it's a source of intimacy, that's a real gift to me, for me, um, two of my love languages are, quality time is my top love language, and then it's words of affirmation, so if I've spent time with somebody sharing deeply and hearing encouragement and affirmation, I am buzzing uh, by the end of that time. Uh, Another thing that's personal to me, and may not be so relevant to everybody, but uh, I really struggle to interpret my feelings sometimes. I, I can feel really strongly, but I don't necessarily know what these feelings are. I have these feelings, and and I don't know what to do with them, and I don't know what they mean. And so I, I just need those places to, to go and, and share what's going on and, and help piece the feelings together to begin to kind of order that internal world of mine and, under, and make sense of it uh, so I can walk in peace and walk in confidence. So I guess what I've been talking about here is kind of two things. There's the practice of accountability And then there's having an accountable lifestyle and and choosing a life of vulnerability and openness. Choosing to let your guard down. And some people won't naturally seek out these friendships, perhaps because you've never experienced the true freedom and joy that comes from being fully known. But if you don't seek out these friendships, you are actually robbing yourself of a precious gift the gift of being fully known and accepted and loved into freedom. So I hope that you are encouraged to seek out these kinds of friendships, uh, to keep on meeting with those that you meet with, to not give up meeting in these times, uh, to look out for those who, uh, who aren't connecting as much and to draw them into keep on sharing vulnerably, to keep on trying to peel back the layers to find out what is really going on under here, to keep praying when you meet and asking for the Holy Spirit's insight and wisdom, 
in the next podcast and I will look a little bit more at, at what we do when we get together for accountability in a formal or an informal way. What are some of the things that we might do uh, that can be helpful? So until next time, goodbye.